I'm Harper Avery, and this is True Crime Stories, What Really Happened, where you'll be condensed with true crime documentaries in a short space of time. Today, we'll be talking about Barbara Daly Bakeland. So, um, this story happens around 1940s, and, um, you know, this woman had it all. She was married to a very rich man attractive charming rich man named brooks bakeland and um brooks bakeland um he's the um he's actually the grandson of leo bakeland um the inventor of plastics so she was a prominent socialite barbara was a prominent socialite she had been called one of new york's 10 most beautiful girls and at the same time, she was a model for esteemed magazines like Harper's, uh, Harper's Bazaar and Vogue. But beneath the glittering surface of money and power lay trouble. And also um, her father actually killed himself back around 1932, where she was around 10 years old. He made it look out to look like an accident so that his family would be able to claim the insurance money. On the other side, her mother had a nervous breakdown a few years before she was born. So, Bakeland inherited her mother's genetics as she was prone to erratic behavior. So, she was kind of psychotic. She's kind of crazy is what her friends describes her to be. And um, Brooks Bakeland admitted that Barbara was beautiful and self-assured. You know, she was really confident of herself that I'm the most prettiest woman around New York. I'm, I'm an elite. I'm a socialite. She, she's so self-assured. She's self-centered. But their marriage was a result of Barbara's trickery, actually, because she told Brooks that she was pregnant when she wasn't so that he would marry her so it's like barbara told brooks brooks you can't break up with me no matter what because i'm pregnant but even though barbara told brooks that she was pregnant actually she wasn't and she was pretending and brooks just found out i think a few months after that that barbara was manipulating him so around 1946 the couple had a child for real this time and his name was Anthony Bakeland. Let's call him Tony. And um, the Bakelands toted Tony as a child prodigy. Um, you know, he's an enchanting, charming, handsome child. Because Barbara, Barbara is a good-looking woman. And um, her husband is a good-looking guy. And, you know, the genes are are very visible to their son Tony so when Tony revealed that he was gay um, it didn't fit into the world his parents had and um, Barbara Daly Bakeland desperately wanted her son to get married so she bought him prostitutes in in an attempt to um, cure her son from his homosexuality that's what she said okay I'm gonna look for prostitutes I'm going to look for the finest girls around New York and I'm going to give them to you so that it may may cure your homosexuality. But Barbara and Brooks' marriage was on the rocks, actually. 
after an affair with one of Tony's female classmates. In addition to his inability uh, inability to cope with their son's homosexuality, Brooks divorced Barbara in the mid-1960s. So Barbara Bakeland, who was um, already a worldly traveler, she moved to London with Tony. So Barbara left New York and she moved to London. That's when the relationship between Barbara Daly Bakeland and her son truly spiraled. codependent, complicated, and volatile. All the while, Bakeland remained fixated on her son's sexuality. She can't stop her noggin. She just keep on thinking, no, my son cannot be gay. I need to do something about it. She's very persistent. And um, when pairing him with other women, it didn't work. So she took it upon herself. This is how Barbara is so self-assured that okay if other women didn't work um Barbara Daly Bakeland's sister-in-law recalled Barbara saying this actually you know I could get Tony over his homosexuality if I just took him to bed like she presented herself as tribute and um she thinks that she could cure Tony's um homosexuality that's how self-assured she was so tony was becoming more and more unraveled within the confines of his toxic household um so around in 1972 um 1972 um he snapped like he can't hold it anymore he reportedly lurched at his mother with a kitchen knife and attack that she managed to flee from so he tried to kill his mother using a kitchen knife and um her map her mom uh, managed to attack uh to avoid attack somehow and um bakeland didn't press any charges to tony but tony did go to see a psychiatrist so so alarmed by their session the shrink reached out to bakeland warning her that her son may attempt to kill her again so he told her, I think you are at grave risk. So that's what the shrink told to Barbara. I think you're at grave risk. You need to get out of the house. You need to like stop bugging your son because he's kind of psychotic. And he's, you know, he's at the point where he just want to do something. He want to get out of this toxic household. So Barbara just responded to the shrink. No. I, I'm okay. I don't. I don't need to get out of the house. I'm safe. I'm not at grave risk. So almost three weeks later, around November, Tony did. Um, Tony just did what the psychiatrist had warned, and he killed his mother in their London penthouse. So Tony stabbed Barbara in the heart. This time for sure. Then, bam! I'm gonna stab Barbara in the heart for sure she's gonna die this time so a detective a detective in the case is reported as saying that what helped showed up tony was totally disconnected from what had happened in fact he was calmly ordering chinese food on the phone after he stabbed barbara on the heart he was 
calmly ordering Chinese food like nothing ever happened. Um, in the aftermath, Tony underwent intensive treatment at a high security psychi uh, psychiatric hospital. So he was like sent to an asylum after he killed his own mother. And then he was released around July 21st, um, 1980, thanks to the help of his um, influential friends that came with his family status. Because remember, um, they came from a very wealthy fam family. His mom was a socialite and, and um, the lineage of his dad was like, they're like founders of plastic. So basically, they really have connections from someone up there. So upon his release, um, he moved to his grandmother's apartment in New York. So he's not in London anymore. He got out from the asylum. Now he's back in New York. So he moved in with his grandmother's apartment. And then after less than a week living there, he attempted to repeat the actions he took on his mother, stabbing his grandma with a knife as well. She managed to survive and Tony Bakeland was sent to Rikers for attempted murder. So he did it again. He wanted to kill his grandma and... But at this time, they sent him to Rikers um, for attended, uh, attempted murder. So on the day of his court appearance, Tony Bakeland, um, son of the glamorous socialite Barbara Day Bakeland, um, was found in his prison cell with a plastic bag over his head and um, they declared it that it was suicide that he had killed himself by a suffocation but some people say that Tony didn't kill himself like it, it was a murder um, somebody uh, planned to murder him and then maybe it's one of their family connections because his dad kind of disgraced him because in one of um, one of his dad's epitaph um, written by his dad, Brooks Bakeland, um, he called his son an enormous failure of intelligence. And um, yeah, so he, he viewed his son as something is like a big part of negativity of his life that he don't want to remember him anymore. So um yeah that's how the story goes about barbara and brooke bakeland but you know um barbara daly bakeland she she lived in a fantasy life of glamorous party wealth and admirers and hollywood starlet like um she is like kendall jenner or Gigi had deed on those days those kind of level so um, she, she revolves in, in a society where glamour is like on top of everything that mental health don't really matter and um, she has a really exquisite face and she was um, hiding a terrible secret of her past and it, it was one that would drive her to an utterly gruesome act you know um, regarding which her, her tragic life um, but if you think about it um, Barbara facts about Barbara she had humble beginnings um, she was born around the jazz age which is around 1920s 
1921. Um, Barbara was born as Barbara Daly, and um, she grew up around Cambridge in Massachusetts. So um, she was. She seems like she's destined for a well-adjusted life of upper middle class. So she wasn't really that rich as how she was when she married Brooks. So. Um, everything swelled until the year she turned 11 and everything started to change in an absolute absolute worst way and uh, she lived through an early tragedy um, like I mentioned earlier she lost her father her father's name was Frank and um, it was one of the most horrific way imani- uh, imaginable um, after losing his dad uh, committed suicide because he lost all his money in the stock market crash so frank took his own life funneling a carbon monoxide into his car while idling it in the garage so barbara wasn't even a teenager yet and she was already facing enormous trauma and as though that's not bad enough there's even more to the sad story um there was like a curse on her family i believe so because you see frank daly wasn't the only family member to suffer from mental health issue both barbara and her mother had psychological demons um with barbara later employing a series of um expensive therapists to help her find some modicum of happiness as well um she only grew more unhinged and with disastrous consequences while she's looking for a therapist nothing can help her nobody does and the society don't accept this kind of notion yet like how we accept depression and anxiety and mental health nowadays so she really doesn't have the support group back in those days and um she also become an instant success um Despite of the tragedy of her early years, Barbara's life soon skyrocketed. After a few years, after losing her father, she and her mother moved to New York City. Um, they posted up in the iconic Delmonico Hotel. Um, I believe Delmonico Hotel was um, the Trump Towers now. It was bought by Trump so it's not Delmonico anymore it's now Trump Towers correct me if I'm wrong with that theory but I, I've heard it somewhere that, that that's the case about the, uh, about the, the hotel um, the Trump Corporation bought it so um, almost overnight Barbara became the top of the town for her big dark eyes and thick head of luscious hair and um, soon enough though she uh she went from bombshell to scandal maker so she spiraled and she was also power hungry so she had a dark side you know everyone knew barbara loved all the glittered money status her own beautiful face you know she she's self-centered but um they quickly found out that she had an ugly side as well like dinner guests noted barbara's emotional instability and um her occasional vile manners 
excessive drinking and so on like some of their friends really hope that oh i hope they won't have any children so that they won't um they won't have the risk on passing their dysfunctional attitude into those poor kids so basically they don't really have real friends so um it's pretty sad and tragic and um i hope you enjoyed my podcast today <laughs> um if you have any comments and suggestion for my future podcast please don't hesitate to drop uh, a message dm me um tell me something that i should do on my future podcast and um yeah i would really love to hear from you once more this has been um true crime stories what really happened i'm harper avery thank you for staying and thank you for listening to my first podcast and um please join me again soon and thank you i hope to see you soon bye